For those of you who don't know me, my name is Clément, Clément Tischer. I work for Annex Food. It's the food innovation hub of uh, Metro. Uh, we also tackle a lot of sustainable topics. Um, today we talk about different angles of sustainability because uh, sustainability does not mean only environmental sustainability, but also in a business sense, so making decisions based um, for a sustainable and long and healthy business. And this is why we cover three different angles. Um, we want to start with the environmental or more environmental angle with uh, Marion Zara. She's uh, at the global own brand packaging team. Is it right? Okay, and she will give us some insights about how work and what sustainability means to her. I don't know where to be, better here. So thank you very much for this introduction. So today I will tell you a story. So let me tell you the story from uh, Wangari Mahatai, which is the story of hummingbirds. So. It's about a huge forest which is being consumed by uh, a white fire and every animals are running out of the forest and really helpless and really scared and really sad that their house is just burning. But one animal is not. This is the hummingbird. The hummingbird is going to the nearest lake, taking a bit of drop of water in their mouth and going to the, to the fire and spitting on it, going up and down, up and down, as fast as he can. But during this, the other animals, bigger animals, which are like elephant, for example, which could get more water in the trunk, are just like helpless and doing nothing. And they are telling to the hummingbird, like, what do you think you can do? Like you are you are too small, too little, and this fire is too big, and you have really small wings, and your beak is so small that you bring only one drop of water at each time. And then the hummingbird is telling them, without wasting any time, at least I'm doing the best I can, and this is all we should do. So, the topic about climate change and Plastic pollution is everywhere. And we are counting, according to the European Commission, 5 to 13 million tons of plastic ending up in the ocean and in the environment. This is 1 million seabirds and 100,000 uh, marine mammals which are just dying each year because of this uh, pollution. This is really alarming. And why is this? It's just because they do not distinguish between plastic and the regular food. That's why this whale shark is just being to eat this plastic bag. Why should we feel concerned about it? Why, why does it matter for us? It's just because like the animals watching the big fire, we are also suffering from this uh, pollution. And you can Im easily imagine that microplastic is accumulating in the organism and staying along the food chain. And guess who is at the end? Okay, us. And the solution is not like, oh, okay, I don't eat fish or let's not eat fish anymore. There is some initiatives 
some initiatives trying to remove uh, plastic from the ocean. Maybe you heard about it with four ocean or ocean cleanup, but this is not the solution. Unfortunately, this is not about cleaning. This is about avoiding. We need to avoid plastic in the ocean. And this is just imagine you just clean your house, the floor, everything is perfect. And would you not ask your guests to remove their dirty shoes before entering? I'm pretty sure we would all do this. One thing that the hummingbird story taught us is that we should all do our part. We should all be responsible. And this is what Greenpeace wanted uh, to communicate during their campaign, is this yours? Okay, here it's Unilever and Metro passed through the net and we are all good with this, but how would you feel if we would see Metro is this yours? As our own brands are easily recognizable and also easy to link to us, the impact on financial uh, market, investors, even though politics or customers could be unpredictable. And I did not have to deep dive to find some waste just here with our brand on it. So now maybe you wonder, is Metro a hummingbird? Are we doing something? Are we doing our best? Of course we are doing. So by reporting to Dungeon Sustainability Index and to Ellen MacArthur Foundation, we are trying to do our best and to have some commitments. This is eight commitments uh, and this year we received the report from Dungeon Sustainability Index and in packaging we got 100 pounds out of 100, which is already good, but we will not stop here. We will continue. I will not go through all these commitments, but I would like to highlight as well uh, um, just this one. To eliminate problematic plastics such as PVC or EPS, styrofoam, but also unnecessary plastic by removing or reducing 300 tons of plastic in our packagings. This thing would have already have a lot of impact on the environment. In our metro world, this is followed by 18 countries working on these commitments and three ITOs. And here in Metro AG, we are supporting them uh, by packaging assessment, or also sharing best practices and working on the uh, common source articles. So my two colleagues are here <laughs> on the right. 10 minutes is quite short to explain really into details everything about packaging, but if you are interested, I really invite you to follow our workspace MCC technical packaging on United and to watch our uh, what podcast, What's in my pack? Um, because there we are sharing a lot of information and really educational uh, videos about why do we want to phase out PVC or expanded polystyrene or what is the issue with bisphenol A, BPA, and also how to apply our packaging policy um, with the three R's principles, reduce, renew, and recycle. So far we launched only reduce and renew, but the new R's are coming up in the next year. As a last word, I just would like to say 
we don't need to be perfect just to make our best. And if we go further together, uh, we can make our planet great again. So thank you very much. And if you have any questions. Thank you so much. Indeed, very interesting. And it's good to see uh, how many sustainability uh, topics we cover. Packaging is, I think, one of the, the biggest topics we need to cover. Please stay here, Marion. We open the session for, for questions. You're not done yet. Um, but I think especially packaging, um, so many, many startups apply for, for the Startup Chef program, and I just told you in the beginning, they all look more and more into sustainable packaging because I think many customers also base their purchasing decisions not only on taste, branding, but more and more on, on uh, sustainable aspects like biodegradable, um, biodegradable or non-plastic. Um, I've heard about PepsiCo was introducing in 2010, and this is speaking about timing, and I guess now it's the right timing. They introduced a, a, a chips uh, packaging, which was plastic-free, 100% biodegradable, but uh, customers um, were not quite happy with it because it was too noisy. Actually, they sat in front of the TV and they couldn't even listen to the TV because the packaging was too noisy. So after only three weeks on the market, they took the packaging down because sales went really down. And after they reintroduced the plastic packaging again, the, the sales uh, uplifted. So one question to you is, do you see that customer base their decision also on, on packaging? And have you introduced a product from a plastic to a non-plastic packaging? for instance, and did you see some uplift in sales? So, so far, uh, we did not introduce real uh, non-plastic packaging, so we try to, to remove uh, the plastic as much as possible, but of course it's also about um, how to educate our customer and how to uh, make our customer uh, having um, this mind, like, okay, I go for this packaging because it's better for the environment. So far, all our customers are not really um, touched by this topic. And I think it's the case in this room. I don't know how many uh, of you are really concerned about it and leading their grocery shopping according to this. Like, maybe we can put... No, serious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Who does so take sustainability aspects into a purchasing decision? Is anyone buying a certain product just because it is uh, sustainable? No. Yeah, so this is sometimes, I mean, not blaming the ones which are not doing this. It's completely human and good, but this is, that's why also our customers, it's difficult sometimes to, to, to bring a new packaging which would be much better for the environment. But um, changing, sometimes it can even increase a bit the price uh, of um, the, 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 the product and product. So. This is a bit difficult. And I think especially for, for restaurateurs who are looking on, uh, in a very cost-efficient manner, they are not willing to spend more because they don't really communicate it to the customer. I think it should also be a job, like they, the customers can use it as a, as a storytelling tool. So yeah. getting a, an, in a dialogue with their customers and saying, hey, all our products are plastic-free, for instance, or we're really looking into, into sustainability topics. Does any one of you have a question to Marion? I just bring you, don't, don't wonder, the mic is just for recording the audio, it's not a problem. Would um, paper be better than plastic? That's a really good question. Uh, actually, it would depend. So all packaging material would depend on um, uh, how you compare it. 
if you have a paper coming from China, but then the plastic coming from 100 uh, kilometers away, of course, I would tell you the plastic is better. And in terms of protection of the food, for example, it's really, really difficult to avoid plastic because so far you don't have um, packaging which can keep the freshness without having a minimum of plastic. So in terms of uh, food waste, we need also to think because this is also an environmental impact which is negative. Um, so it would all depend. I cannot say yes, paper is better um, or yes, plastic is better. It's, yeah, depend case by case. I hope I replied. Any more questions? Is, um, it's one thing to trade with stuff that you buy from uh, other producers and resell, but you have many own brands. Um, is there an activity to reduce the use of plastic in your own lineup? So, uh, yes, of course, uh, as I just said, we try to reduce 300 tons of plastic uh, by 2023. And we always try uh, with the team to, if we see that there is plastic which is unnecessary, like a wrap around a pack or uh, like a bag which is too big and uh, it's half empty, we always try to reduce a bit of plastic. This is our contribution to, to reduce the amount of plastic uh, in packaging. Um, yeah, we try our best, like the hummingbird. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I record you because I have uh, <laughs> a really <laughs> nice uh, point of view of this. I totally agree with you. The cucumber should not be wrapped. Um, somehow now it's wrapped because during a certain period of the year uh, the shelf life would be too short and. Apparently, our customers want to have a long shelf life. That's why we wrap it, because then the taste is better and shelf life is longer. But if you are not happy, please uh, <laughs> raise, um, write a letter and then I can okay. use it. <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah, but I totally agree. Like, I'm the same when I'm doing my grocery shopping. Sometimes mushroom, it's difficult to find it without plastic around. And I sometimes stop myself buying mushroom because I can find only with plastic around. And yeah, it's the same for me. Okay, thank you. Any more questions? Okay, you can take a revenge because this is actually our next guest. Thank you, Marion. Thank you so much. Thank you.